serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Friday. This portion of the amazing program is brought to you by Parkinson's Plumbing and Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. I'm Gatos, he's Chad. There is Becky Lynn, the biggest fan of Wright State. Apparently oh. rooting against the U of A. Hmm. That's what I heard, Becky. Lynn. No, that's not what. Is that, that not right? That is not okay. what you heard. Okay. I just wanted to let everybody know today's the day. These first games go fast. I know. Got to be on your toes. Don't miss it. I know. Yeah, and if you didn't have the Peacocks last night, that in your was bracket, awesome, right? Ninety-eight percent of the brackets <laughs> in the country didn't have. I know. Well, that's sad for you. The Peacocks from where? Uh, St. Peter's. St. Mary's. I had them. St. Peter's. Well, no, I did. Seriously? It was accidental. You're the one. I, I thought, is there one person in this whole country <laughs> who had Kentucky getting beat? St. Peter's didn't think they uh, No, of course not. Uh, it's only, Pablo. Only Pablo. All right. Uh, have you guys noticed more people are homeless? It's a question. Just think about yeah. it. Do you, have you noticed it? I have. Uh, and the numbers... Would agree. 35% increase in homelessness in Maricopa County over the last two years. Why? What is going on? We're pleased to be joined by Lisa Glow, CEO of Central Arizona Shelter Services. A lot of people call it CAS. Um, Lisa, how are you today? Thank you for uh, carving out some time for us. We appreciate it. I'm well. Thank you for having me on. All right. It's so a you, very important topic. We it appreciate is. it. So uh, let's see. Cass has been around 35 years, the largest and longest serving homeless uh, uh, emergency shelter provider in Arizona. Her first question, Lisa, who are who are the people that are homeless? Um, we know that some of them have, have problems, uh, whether it be a mental illness, uh, drugs. But my question is more specific. They're like everyday people there that can't pay their rent, and now they're homeless. Can you can you expand yes. upon that? Yes, we're seeing a, an increase in first time homelessness for a lot of reasons, and I'll um, share a few of those. But who are the homeless? There are a wide range of folks. They're senior citizens on fixed incomes. They're families who cannot afford a thirty percent rise in rent, which is what we saw in twenty twenty one in Phoenix. Their veterans, their youth, um, and, and first-time homelessness is going up. We see that every day. The rising numbers um, that we've seen in the last year, and I can talk about the specifics, are due to many factors. We have a severe shortage of affordable housing statewide that's been increasing. We've had rising rents. Um, the pandemic resulted in job losses for a lot of folks and did end up in evictions once the moratorium uh, was lifted. And we have one of the highest eviction rates in the nation here in Maricopa County. So that continues. And as you mentioned, there there are um, other reasons, drug use and mental health challenges. But that's not the majority of those who are becoming homeless or facing homelessness. So many reasons. Uh, the drug use and the mental health. I'm from Los Angeles. Uh, uh, I will tell you this. I've been to many shelters. We've done stuff. when I, I have a national show. I've been out there on many occasions. Uh, there are places I will never go again in L.A., San Francisco, same way. Uh, they're not families who are down and out of luck. The majority of the people that are sleeping on the streets, eh, eh, they're not interested in help. They just want to be left alone. And when I go down to some of these places, 27th Avenue and Jefferson, and you see some of this, I see a lot of people out there that don't look like they're looking for any kind of help outside uh, or, or any kind of rules outside of just uh, whatever you can give them right now. Uh, they don't 
it, it, drugs and mental health is massive in this, and I think it's undersold in a lot of ways. Well, it's a very it's very complex. I, I will preface by saying I do not believe anyone chooses to be homeless. Once they fall into homelessness and become chronically homeless, it is far more challenging to help them. They may not want that assistance right away, but through repeated interaction with street outreach, homeless teams, people do come off the street. It may take 13 interactions on, on average. And it takes time to resolve it when they become chronically homeless. And we have rises in numbers of the chronically homeless as well. Um, the drug use, the mental health challenges, those are addressed when we shelter people and get supportive services um, around them. So th- there, there are a lot of good things happening on that arena, but I want to talk about also why we've had this rising number and specifically what the numbers are as well, if you uh, want me to jump into that. Yeah, let's jump into the numbers. Uh, Lisa Glow is joining us, CEO of uh, Central Arizona Shelter Services. Uh, they're the largest of the longest-serving longest homeless emergency shelter provider in Arizona. Yeah, shoot us some numbers. Yeah. So in January, um, a one-day count takes place every January across the entire nation called the point-in-time count. And those numbers are reported to HUD about how many people are in shelters, so they're homeless, but they're in a shelter, and how many are unsheltered on the street. Okay. Um, the count is widely uh, recognized as being three to four times less than the real numbers. You don't capture people sleeping on couches or someone who's been um, had to move in with their children because they can't pay their rent anymore. Those numbers aren't being counted. Um, but what we know from just in Maricopa County, the recent numbers that were released were just the unsheltered numbers, and it was over 5,000 people. Yeah. That's the 35% rise you're talking about. That's just the unsheltered numbers. And that's over the last two years because there wasn't a count done uh, last year. And then the sheltered numbers haven't been released yet. And I'm guessing those are going to be around 4,000 or more that are sheltered. We at CAS shelter every night, um, about 620 people between our adult shelter and our family shelter. And we're adding 300 more adult beds. But this rise should be absolutely no surprise to, to any of us. And it, I also think it is really incumbent upon all of us to begin understanding this because it is a crisis across our nation and in our communities, and there are actions we can take. But um, we've seen a steady rise over six years, and now we have more unsheltered than sheltered people. We don't have enough places for people who want places. And back to the point I was making earlier about the pandemic and the rising rents and housing costs, people becoming first-time homeless are working families, working individuals, seniors on fixed incomes, people living on disability, and they cannot afford to pay their rent. So uh, when you talk about the things that you're going to do for them or you can do for them, uh, the uh, when it comes to the drug side of stuff, somebody comes and finally, after you say after 13 times, they want to get off. How are you guys addressing that? Where do you stick them? Because if you're homeless, I find it hard you're going to pay for rehab. Well, there's a lot of rehab programs that are free as well. And so there are some of those are going to be scaling up more. We we need more places for people. When someone comes and stays at our, our largest, our large shelter, which is in downtown Phoenix, we right. now are sheltering nightly 520 people. We connect them to services. They have to want to go. But the first step is getting off the street um, and then getting in, them into detox. It's not the... 
I think there's a misperception that the largest percentage of homeless individuals are uh, doing drugs or have severe mental health challenges. That's not the truth. There are a percentage, and we've got to have the resources targeted to that with multiple interventions. Um, we have many cases of people who have been successful by getting off the streets and then get their lives back on track. I think you're going to have some of them on the radio coming up here. We gave you some folks that can tell their stories of success. Right. And that's what I want people to hear, too, because it is not hopeless. Um, The housing crisis is pretty daunting, and the rent crisis is daunting, and more people will become homeless unless we, well, we should have been taking action before, but there are actions underway that are going to help. Hey, Lisa, you know, Chad and I have seen what's happening downtown with the tents along so many several blocks I mean, that's not a solution mm-hmm. either. Um, you it know, is, is, is anybody working on a, a solution? Because I can't imagine yes. that businesses down there are happy about that. I'm sure the people that are in a tent, they're not happy about that. What's the solution yep. there? Well, a couple of things. So that current, that encampment downtown is over 900 people. When I started five years ago in my role downtown running CAP, we had under 200 people in tents, wow. and we were trying to get more beds to get them off. So it is it, that's high across the nation. The only other city that I know has a larger encampment is currently in L.A., and they have 5,000 people. Um, yeah. Some are sheltered, but that. So we now have this huge problem, but there are encampments throughout the valley. So let me tell you some of the good things that are happening. With the influx of federal funding during the pandemic, many of us, uh, many shelter providers like CAS are opening up more emergency shelter beds. We're adding 300 this next year to our adult shelter count. So we'll have 770 beds. Um, and we're doing this hotels to housing model where we'll have a hotel that we just now purchased for 170 seniors. That'll get 170 more beds there and then 130 more downtown. But this is happening in Mesa, Tempe, Tucson, Flagstaff, and in rural areas where these new dollars are being used to get more people off the street, because there are a lot of people who want to come off the street. Um, and our shelters specialize to seniors because they're 31% of the population who are becoming homeless and growing. And we've been working on that for a while. Okay. Um, the other good thing is we have momentum at all levels of government that are paying attention from the state to the county, cities, and towns. There's legislation moving forward this session that would put an influx of dollars into um, solutions right now for getting people off the streets by setting up uh, sort of structured sites where there could be large tents or tiny homes. That's moving forward. There's also a bill, um, and I'm hoping all these pass, that would put $100 million into new affordable housing, and then the Department of Housing would work with those funds. Gotcha. The problem is we can't build housing fast enough, so we've got to take action. And so by having other places for people who are camping down there, putting locations um, that are smaller that have potable water and security and case management and help them move on through those interactions that I talked about that are needed. Right. Hey, uh, Lisa, thank you for joining us. Lisa Glow, CEO, Central Arizona Shelter Services, otherwise known as CAS. Uh, let's talk down the line and let's get an update and see if this problem is starting to get better and uh, who better to talk to than you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Gatos and Chad. Appreciate it. All right. It's a 35% increase in homelessness, Maricopa County. We're going down next week. We'll see how many of them are just 
down and out of their luck or how many of them are talking to a shopping cart? I, I don't know. I think I think you're going to get a little of everything. I don't think we're going to get what everybody thinks. Again, it's a big business. Uh, homelessness is uh, just like a lot. Any isms and homelessness, there's huge business in those things. And Yeah, but there are also people that are working for them that want to help. Yeah, I'm not saying that people don't want to help, but I also think it's, 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 it is a big business. And let's not forget that. Okay, but it's still... I mean, you need money to get people off the streets. So. You do, but you know, have you have you noticed that like stuff? I'm mean, like, you're buying hotels, you're buying this, that, and the other. What kind of rules are you going to have in some of these hotels? And we could talk for hours about it. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm coming from the places that I've been, which are not. They've thrown billions of dollars at something that gets worse every year, and I have a feeling we're going to throw hundreds and millions of dollars at this, and I don't think we're going to fix the problem. Well, got to try. I don't, and and maybe there's a better way than throwing money at it, but. I don't have the answer. Well, I think we have to address what the majority of the problem is. And okay. the majority of the problem, I think, is is, is mental illness and, and, and drug addiction. Well, she points to pandemic, rise of rents, a lot of other stuff, too. Might be a mix. Who knows? Well, I'm, I'm not, not saying really there's sure. not people out there that aren't, but the majority of people that, that had a place to live and struggle a little bit will get back on their feet much quicker and uh, not live in a tent. And I mean, unless you're forced to, no, why would anyone want to do that? Yeah. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Well, Kentucky is dead to me. They're dead to everybody. I had them going to the finals, and they lost in the first round. To St. Peter's. Uh, Becky Lynn, you still got your finals in The there. Fighting Peacocks. I, I already you told Tennessee. you, I'm, I'm going for, I always pick Tennessee to win. Right. How do you not know who St. Peter's is? From New Jersey. Yes. Yeah, Gatos. I don't. I don't associate with that part of the world anymore. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be back there. I don't know what's going on over. Is New, New Jersey, Jersey dead to you? Yeah. Um. No, my dad still lives there. My sister's there. Part of New Jersey's probably dead to me. I heard this morning <laughs> that, that St. Peter's um, athletic department yeah. budget is less than what Kentucky's coach makes. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Run, baby, run, arena. 3,200 seats, basically a high school gym. This is St. Peter's who beat Kentucky. Yes. Kentucky was like the number two team in the... Kentucky's lowest paid assistant coach makes 300 grand. Their their coach makes 250,000. Yeah, yeah. Which is still good. You're coaching basketball, right? Yeah. But you got to live in New Jersey, so there's that. That's not good. Why do you think I've been out here all this time? They play Murray State, the battle tomorrow. Somebody's going to the Sweet 16. That's amazing. Uh, The Gatos BQ poll question of the day. It's brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. How's your March Madness bracket looking? I give you uh, three options. Uh, A, fantastic. Fantastic. I'm in it to win. Uh, B, I took some hits, but not a total dumpster fire yet. Or C, maybe where I am. I haven't seen this much red on a piece of paper since middle school algebra. Oh, man. The uh, number one answer right now is 47%. A lot of red on that paper. Well, I will let you know that currently, according to my little ESPN thing, I'm in the 100 percentile. I'm the 40,000th ranked person out of like 6 million people. Good for you. Yeah. That's not bad. The only thing I missed was uh, uh, the, uh, the the Pete, you know? That was yeah, it. That was, that's the only game you missed? Yeah, that's it. No. That's it. You missed one game. Find that hard to believe. Well, so I'm sure tonight it's going to blow up. Trust me, by tonight I'll be at 495th millionth percentile. <laughs> hey, when when <laughs> when Chattanooga smokes Illinois and UAB runs past Houston, you want to hear the highlight of last night's game? This is the best play 
that happened last night. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. The ball gets stuck above the board, above the rim. Ugh. And they cannot, no, no one's tall enough to get it. Did you see this, Becky Lynn? I did. They brought out a chair and all kinds of stuff Try and had long sticks and they still couldn't reach it. We got Toss holding Pfeiffer. That's the, Kelly is not tall enough. <laughs> Major issues here in Portland. Why don't we get a new ball? Yeah. Why, why don't the cheerleaders, they're used to going up high. Let's get a, the, yes, get the cheerleader up. Oh. Get her up there. Oh. This is how you do it. Oh. Give her the mob. No, she's got it. Yeah. What a play. The cheerleader saves the day. And that's her one shining moment. That's it? She's at her only shining moment. She's on its feet. Cheerleader got the ball down. No one else could. And that was really the play of, of last night. And we still don't know her name. We don't? I don't. That's awful. I've looked. I have not I seen anybody. By now, they have got. I haven't uh, seen anybody identify her. They've got the on. whole thing sorted out. She's got a new like nil deal and all of that kind she of stuff. She should. She should get some kind of endorsement for that. I think so. Oh, and she's wearing a mask. Yeah, and that was another thing. Nobody in the stands has to wear a mask. The 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 the, the players don't have to wear a mask, but the cheerleaders are wearing a mask, male and female. Tell me how that makes sense. That is so... Because they're shouting, I guess. Because it, it's Portland. Oh, goodness. Because it's Portland. Is it where the, the games are? It's Portland. Okay. Portland's going to remember, they're going to keep the emergency as long as they can. All right. Coming up next. Coming up. Brittany Griner. Talked about her yesterday. Mercury basketball star. She's still being held in a Russian prison. But we have found out who her lawyer is. It's not good. And by the way, they just... Uh, we got breaking news about that as well. All right. It's we're going to talk about that coming smoke. up next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. Grab the podcast called the Gatos Chat Show Podcast. Subscribe right now. Your iPhone, your Android. You're never going to listen to the excitement of the show. It, it, it goes down uh, just like the leftovers. It's just as good the, oh, the second time. It's beautiful. the Gatos Chat Show Podcast. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get the most money. And selling your home for cash dollars, baby. Go to highestprice.com, highestprice.com. About a half an hour, we got a new internet challenge in Arizona that kids are doing, and they're acting stupid. No way. Kids are stupid? Uh, this is not a good one, man. This one might be even worse than the Tide Pod challenge, so we're going to talk about that at four. Yesterday, we learned, uh, I think, some some news that kind of freaked me out, man. We were talking about Brittany Griner. She's a uh, Phoenix Mercury WNBA player. She went to play in Moscow. She makes a couple million dollars, a million two or something like that, playing there for, as you say, oligarchs, right? Yep. And uh, so, you know, people always ask, well, why is she in Moscow? Well, she plays basketball there on the offseason. Then she comes back here in May, plays for the Mercury. But you make a lot more money in Moscow. Well, she was caught with some stuff, apparently, allegedly, that um, are, 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 I guess, deemed narcotics in hash, in, hashish oil, hashish oil. And so they arrested her. She's been in jail. So we were talking to ABC's Derek Dennis, who's working on this story. And you asked him this question. Listen to the answer. Who 
who's representing her? Because, again, her family's not really been able to talk to her. Uh, you've seen scant pictures of her. We don't have the, the State Department, the people that we usually have over there uh, because of what's going on and the tension. So uh, do we know anything about her representation or yeah. lawyers yeah. or anything? Her representation is apparently the women who are in the jail cell with her. All right, I'm going to stop it right there. And I want to play a little bit more. Can you imagine in, in here in, in the Valley being in a jail and the person who's represented you is your cellmate? Yeah. Who did something to get in that jail? That's your lawyer? Yeah. That's your representation? Well, it, well, here's the thing. In in that situation, remember what we're going through. We've moved all of our people out of there. Most right. of the Europeans moved all of their people out of there that would uh, uh, that we would have turned to in a situation like this and said, could you go and seek and talk to and see how things are going over there. Uh, we we have nobody. The State Department reached out today, and they were denied access from anything from a phone call to anything uh, just a little while ago. So they're going to get nothing. This is when you honestly you turn to the Papa John's that hasn't shut down any of their things over there and say, guys, can you? They're liking you because you're keeping open. And so could you do something for us? What do we want them to do? Make sure she's okay. See what kind of help that you can get her. Because if you're staying open, chances are the Russians aren't hating you. Okay. And uh, like you that's know, kind of out of left field. Well, though. you've got to do yeah. something. Yeah. You know, if you've got 830 stores over there, chances are you've got little influence. All right. All right. So Griner is being represented by the inmates in her cell. Here's more. They speak English and have been able to uh, translate for her and try to tell her side to the Russian authorities. And we know there's an investigation going on. I mean, they haven't convicted her yet of anything. They're just detaining her at this point. And so that that's the extent of her representation as far as we know. We know the U.S. and the State Department are trying to represent her. Uh, but the U.S., you know, not just, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, ordered all U.S. citizens in Russia to leave because the tensions are so high between Russia and the U.S. So- yeah. Yeah. Let me add one thing. I mean, think about the cell she's in. It can't be that. You know, I'm just guessing. Probably not that big. No. Okay. There are two other people in there with her. And the report is, and I don't think this comes as a shock, but I didn't think about it. The bed she's sleeping in, it's not even no. close to being comfortable because she's a very tall young lady. She yes. plays in the WNBA. They don't have a bed that fits her. So imagine how uncomfortable she is, not only in a cell with two other people, but in a bed that doesn't fit her. Yeah. And 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 remember that the team she played for, for many, many years, is owned by an oligarch that we froze every piece of his assets and everything that wasn't inside or hidden under his bed. Mm. So if we hadn't done that... Uh, would this have happened? Probably not. Because oligarchs tend to be able to get away with a lot of other things that people just can't. Tell you what, that's uh, it's an ugly situation. That's for sure. All right, coming up. Netflix. Remember Netflix and chill? Then it was Netflix and steal because you were giving your password out to everybody. <laughs> They're saying, hold on a second. We feel like we're losing money. We're going to try to stop that. Talk about that straight ahead. Games with Chat Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show.
Um, Netflix just raised their prices. How do I know that? I got that email. Hey, we're going to jack your price up. Eight. Oh, I went on Netflix uh, two nights ago and it popped up. Hey, hey, hey just to let you know. Uh, yeah. We're going to be doing some stuff. They keep ra- raising their prices. It's get, it, Remember when it used to be eight ninety five or something yeah. like that? Now it's like, I don't know. Do you know what yours is? Mine's like 18 bucks. Yeah, or something it's eighteen like ninety nine, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Or sixteen ninety nine, eighteen ninety nine. Now, if you're sharing your passwords. Anyone share a password on Netflix or you have your own account? With family members, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to get a little trickier now. It seems that if you are uh, sharing your Netflix account password, they're going to try and find out and charge you another three bucks. Two ninety nine. Try to shut you down. They're going to shut you down. That's why they want to have locator. Like, where are you located? Where are you located? Oh, gotcha. That's why, kids, you get a VPN. What is a VPN? Uh, virtual, virtual private, private network. network. So it's really awesome. And the other thing is, with the VPN, you can also watch Netflix all over the world. Is that right? Yeah, because Netflix in England is not the same as ours. They've got a lot of the same, but there's a lot of other stuff that we don't have that they do. I tried to watch Netflix when I was at Rocky Point, and a lot of the stuff that I watch there isn't on it yeah it's just because of contracts and you're yeah, not allowed so, to, so yeah. you yeah. can get a lot of cool stuff so you can go to australia well, their netflix yeah. is totally different yeah right but i why should they care why you know it's like i'm gonna like you a lot less if you start charging me more and really you know how many people have your password oh i think you'd be surprised how really yeah. oh my god are because you kidding me i used to think the same thing it was like they didn't seem to care at first but if you give your password to your kids and one night, your kid goes to somebody else's house, and they plug in your password, yeah. and then it gets left behind, and then somebody, oh, yeah, well, what was that password again? And then they, then they tell somebody oh, else God, pretty soon, yeah. everybody all over's got your password. Every, same thing with Amazon Prime and Hulu. Yeah, you go on yeah. there, you're like, who are these 12 people that have signed up? <laughs> I've got a lot of people's passwords for, like, Hulu and HBO Max and... Uh, I've just, got my own Netflix, but, but... But it's the same thing. It's just a different company. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I don't want to get hit with the, with the price. That's but, all. But, and but, I don't want... I don't really want to pay for Hulu and HBO Max. I'd rather just steal somebody's password or ask your, for a password. Is it a family member's password No, it's Lloyd. Using? Oh, Lloyd Banks, well, I, glad you put it out there. They're well, listening. They're now not they're in listening. Trouble. How do you know? Well, then they can listen. Jerks. A lot of them times too, like like Hulu will let you share in a couple places mm-hmm. or have it different devices, right? But they won't let you have it like at four unless you pay for a certain thing. Disney hasn't really said anything about that, but it's Disney, so you know, ho, ho we're coming. Well, we you know, and we do this. It's like everybody in the family picks one. We do Netflix. My yeah. daughter does Hulu. Mm-hmm. My son does Disney. And then you all share. And then we all share. That's smart. That's how we do it. Oh, that's pretty good. That's yeah. not going to work anymore. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, but isn't it about eyeballs on the product? Because oh, well, I think what you're going to get is less eyeballs on the product. No, it's not about eyeballs on the product. I don't think you're so, not there's no commercials. There's no commercials. It's about renewing it's every also, single month. It's also about buzz, though. Hey, yeah. did you see this on Netflix? Did you see this on Netflix? Oh, Netflix is awesome. you got to watch this. And here's my password. Go watch well, it. Well, and the other thing is, too, it was much easier for Netflix to allow this to happen when you didn't have... 25 other streaming services fighting against you when it was just them and hulu yeah then all of a sudden everybody who owned a, a studio goes well we have this many things in our library let's just do it ourselves so now you got parent or peacock you've got hbo max you've got hulu you've got you start amazon prime amazon prime you start checking it off and my goodness there's so many of them yeah oh yeah
But the bad part about Netflix is when they raise your price, they just tell you. You can't really call them and haggle. Like, if you have a local cable company oh, here, yeah, you can tell oh, I call them every six months. Oh, you know what? I just talked to my uh, manager, and they said that we can uh, take off this, this, and this, right. and you uh, you can stay with us. That's right. Because you call and you say, listen. Say, your cell phone. i got to cancel. Yeah. And they're like, no. No, you can't cancel. Yeah, i got to cancel. You guys are charging me too much. You can just say it like that. They're like, hold on, hold on one second. Then they, they go to their manager. Yeah, and then they're talking to nobody. They're like, rrr, rrr. <laughs> uh, I, think knocked, I think we can knock $12 <laughs> off. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds okay.